You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. James, the fifth chapter and verse 13, and it says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins, one version says, faults to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. King James reader says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. But for this version, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Someone say, my prayer is effective. And then say, my prayer is powerful. See, y'all didn't say that as much as you said the other one. Say it again. My prayer is powerful. In verse 17, it says, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. One more time, verse 17, Elijah was a human being, even as we are, or like me. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed. Heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. I want to talk today from the topic. I want you to help me say it out loud. Say, pray into it. Pray into say it again. Say, pray into it. Thank you, my minstrels. If um, my sister Tabitha Brown were here, she always talks about um, Donna, um, her hair, uh, or she's, um, you know, saying Donna's not acting right today or Donna's not whatever and sometimes she'll have a certain look or sometimes she'll talk about her abathus which is her abs or whatever and sometimes she'll be like get into it get into it you know or sometimes there are moments in life where you'll say you know lean into it or whatever um, but for this context that we're in today I want to ask all of us when is the last time you prayed into it um, we want people to get into it and lean into it but when is the last time you prayed into it? Somebody say it again out loud. Pray into it. Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans says, God wants us to be involved in history, but he has determined that he will do this through humanity. Say it one more time. God wants us to be involved in history, but he has determined that he will do this through humanity. God wants to do something in our history. He wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in your present situation. But he has decided that he will do that through humanity. He's going to do it through you. Whatever it is that God wants to do, he's going to do it through you. Can we say that together? He's going to do it in me. Someone say that he's going to do it in me. Whatever, whatever person, whatever change that your city, your community, your environment, your whatever needs, he's going to use you to do it. God wants to do it through you. He could do it without you, but he chooses to do it with 
with us. And I'm so grateful that God could do all things without me. But I'm so glad, as Paul Morton says, Lord, whatever you do, don't do it without me. And I'm so grateful for the things that God has done through me and allowed me to be a part of it. That's why uh, the New Testament talks about we are joint heirs or we are partners with God. And I want you to know that if you didn't know that, you are partnering with God. If he had a company logo, it would be called God and you. He, did, he included you in his plan. He didn't want to build anything or to correct anything without including you. When Jesus died, you were a part of the story. You were a part of that plan. That he, Jesus was not an afterthought. Jesus was always the plan. That he knew what Adam was capable of. But he included you in the plan so that you would be able to receive the blessings of God. So we're so grateful that we're a part of the plan. So as we approach this particular text, it opens up and it says, uh, Pastor Brandon, it's, it opens opens up and it says, is any one of you suffering? It says, if you're suffering, let him pray. Then it says, is anyone cheerful or anyone good and well? And he says, if anyone's good and well, let him sing songs and praises. It's, a que- it's important because he asked them basically, where are you? Like, Lord, where are you currently? Like, um, if, are you well? You know, are you suffering? Then pray. If you're well, then let's dance about it. It's hard to dance with someone who's not well. It's hard to have a praise break, as I said last week, if you're not well. Like, we don't want anyone to ever think that praise breaks, and when I say praise breaks, I'm talking about for those of us in this new culture, those of you, some people don't know exactly what that means, but what that means is you take a moment to praise. Some, some people might dance, some people might run or whatever, but what we're saying is it is not good for you to think that a praise is going to fix all things. Praising, worshiping, yes, we are exalting God, focusing our attention back to God, but we want to make sure that in that we have a healthy balance to be able to know that I'm not praising, hear this, I'm not praising into anything. What I mean is, and it's not always theologically sound, when we say things like, if you praise, uh, then you'll be healed. Or if you praise, you're going to get that job tomorrow. Uh, Some of those things are called emotionalism or fanaticisms. Those are not theologically sound. That's why some of you might be quiet because you might have heard someone say that. Turn around three times, you're going to get a Honda. You know, (laughs) praise on a husband. You know, all those types of things. We don't praise, meaning God is not a genie in a bottle that's waiting on your feet to answer your request. That's not how God operates. God is not that type of God like, oh, they're going to praise me. I'm going to do something. Yes, he responds to it. Yes, God will get into your praise to be able to say, oh, you need strength. Oh, I'm going to get into that. You're praising me. You're not waiting on me to answer, but you're going to praise me through it. That, he responds to that. That's called faith. Like some of my praise, maybe y'all haven't gotten to that point, but some of my praise is predicated on faith. I haven't seen it yet, but I am praising God, believing that he's never left me in anything too long. Someone say that too long. Like he's, I've been in some things, but he never left me too long in it. He knew how long I could handle it. He knew how long I could endure it. And he gave me what I needed when I needed it. That's why the songwriter said, the hymnologist said, all I have needed, your hand has provided. Everything I needed. Not everything I wanted, but everything I needed. Sometimes I had to learn how to want what I needed. 
Sometimes he gave me a need I didn't want, but I had to ask the Lord, show me how to want what I actually need. So in this, he says, are you well? He says, he said, if you're not well, pray. But if you're well, if you're cheerful, he said, let us sing songs about it. Let's, let's be excited about that. That's why one version says, I'm all over the Bible, which says sing uh, with songs, hymns, and spiritual. Like sing because we're excited about that. He said, but if you're afflicted, like if you're sick, then call for the elders. Call for the leaders and let them pray. So before I get there, the first thing, if you're going to pray into something, the first thing you got to pray into is you want to make sure you pray and to your present space over your projected place. Say it one more time. Pray in your present space versus your projected place. What that means is oftentimes when someone says, and maybe y'all never heard anybody say stuff like this, but, but Miss Cheryl, I've heard people say things like this, and I'll say, how are you doing? Um, they say, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, uh, they said, oh, you're coughing or something. They say, you sick. Oh, I ain't claiming that. Anybody ever said that? Maybe y'all haven't said it, but people are like, I ain't claiming it. Are you broke? I ain't claiming I'm broke. Well, I wanted to bless you, but since you ain't claiming it, the Lord laid on my heart to send you a cash out, but since you say you're not broke, maybe I heard God wrong. So what I'm saying is, when he says, are you well? Uh, if you're sick or if you're, if you're afflicted, pray. He said, if you're well, let's sing songs or whatever. But I need to know where you are because if you can't tell me where you are, then I don't know what to do about it. So what I'm saying is it's good for us to have a projection of where we want to be, but God doesn't bless where you want to be. He'll meet you where you currently are. I want to be in, in, you know, because Sunday naps, God uses me so greatly. He gives me blessed quietness and sleep, unlike any other week, any other day of the week. But there's something about Sunday, Sam, that God just anoints my pillow with oil and my, my, my drool runs over. And it's a wonderful time. And I, I want to be taking a nap right now, but I'm presently preaching. He can't bless my nap until I'm in that prepared place. But right now, he will use me where I am. So my question to many of you are is, are you asking God to bless where you want to be or can he use you where you currently are? So the question is, are you sick or are you afflicted? If you are, pray about that. If you're well, we can dance about that. He says, and then it goes on and says, but if you're sick, then ask the, the elders, ask the leaders, ask those who are, uh, will come and let them pray and let them anoint you with oil and let them anoint you with oil. Then it goes on and says, and the prayer of faith will raise you up or will, will heal you. Or, now, it doesn't mean, hear this, it doesn't mean that, that, that you will never be sick. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that because if we were never sick, then we would never die. It's not saying that. But it says there are some prayers that can be connected to your life that can remove that thing from you. Have you, ever, have, have you ever tapped into some prayer that all of a sudden what you were feeling, you don't even feel that anymore? I believe that's what happened a few moments ago, that whatever it is you were feeling or whatever heaviness you were feeling, all of a sudden you feel lighter than you felt before. Anybody, can we testify about that for a moment? That's what that is. He says, if you're sick, if you've got something going on, he says, ask the elders, ask the leaders, the people who are supposed to be in that position to be able to pray for you, and they will, allow, they will anoint with oil. And the prayer of faith, now I don't want you to miss this, because not only do you need to pray into uh, your present space over your projected place, but you also want to pray into formula over formality. Let me tell you the difference. 
Formula is a recipe. Formality is a routine. I don't want you to miss it. I'm going to teach you. Because a lot of us are so caught up into the formality, into the routine. You can get a routine down, but if you don't have the formula, it doesn't matter. When I make a cake, I do not bake, I do not cook, but I can follow instructions. Don't judge me. I follow instructions very well. When I follow instructions, it asks for certain things. If I were to make a cake today, it would ask for, and now mind you, when I say follow uh, instructions, I'm not talking about recipes that have been handed down for generations. I'm talking about going to Kroger or get Duck and Hines. That's what I mean. Don't judge me. It's what I do. It works for me. God bless you. So if I go get a Duncan Hines box and it asks me for a certain amount, don't y'all feel so much judgment? Y'all were shouting and screaming. Some of y'all need a dip, be dipped again because it didn't work. Whatever y'all just did wasn't real. So this judgment is in the house of God right now. That's why He told me to preach because they weren't, they ain't real. So my Duncan Hines box, when I use it, I wish y'all would. It gives me, it gives me, tells me to a certain amount of water. Certain amount of oil, a certain amount of, thank you, Pastor Stacia, because the rest of these people, they don't want to encourage me today. If I need encouragement, this is the wrong church. I should go to Northside for that because this ain't it. So anyhow, a certain amount of eggs, and then it tells me what to do, and it tells me how long to put it on. Now, that's great. But if I do all of that, if I just get the box, that's just me you know, I, I know what the cake is. I'm just getting the box. I'm, I'm going and I'm looking at the picture. But if I don't work the formula and the recipe and I just put the box in the oven, if all I do is put the box in the oven and 40 minutes later, I'm wondering why there's smoke. I'm wondering why I don't smell what I see. And I'm getting mad at the picture I saw but I didn't work what the recipe called for. So we get mad at God because we don't see the picture we believe for, but you didn't work the formula, and you think it's the oven, but it's not the oven. It's the person who did not use all the ingredients. So when he says, when you ask for people to pray, it's not the, it's not the formality of prayer. It is not the oil. It says because they will come with oil. Don't get caught up in the oil. It says, here's the recipe. Don't miss this part. I'm just going to bless you. Jamil, it says the recipe is the prayer of faith. What that means is you can pray all day, but if you pray without the recipe of faith, then all you are doing is formality and ritual. What that means is don't connect in prayer with anyone that you don't first have faith and believe that God can answer what you pray. There's nothing like praying with a faithless person. There is nothing like touching and agreeing with someone who's not in agreement with what you're praying about. There is nothing like trying to encourage somebody who does not want to be encouraged. There is nothing like trying to take someone out to dinner because they're going through a hard situation and after you paid all your money and after you did all that stuff and tried to wine and dine them just to encourage them and after an hour or so later, you ask them how they're doing. They said, I still feel mighty bad. 
still feel mighty down. But when I seen you, I know there was a God. There's nothing like trying to encourage. I'm sorry, I had a moment. My bad. Come back. It's nothing like trying to encourage someone who doesn't believe. What that means is you might be in a situation. You might be in a moment. You might be afflicted. You might be sick. You might be feeling mighty bad and mighty down. You might be. And all of that stuff might be true. But what I'm saying, the scripture says, don't ask for prayer if you don't have faith. Meaning, when you call for the leaders, when you call for the elders, my job, come on, Pastor Guillaume, can you come here for a moment? My job, if he comes to me and says, I need prayer over such and such and all these different things that are going on, whatever's going on in his life, my job is to touch and agree. What does agreement means? Do you believe God can do it? Yes. Well, I believe what you believe. If you come to me and you ask me for prayer and then I say, do you believe God can bring you out? I don't know. Well, we first have to pray about your unbelief. Because before we can start believing for something, I have to pray about what you first don't believe. And there are a lot of people in church every single week that you shout over stuff you don't even believe about. Thank you, Pastor Gill. Like we shout, we worship, but you leave not believing. It is the prayer of faith. What that means is, I heard it this earlier today. I was watching uh, my church. I was watching the Potter's House earlier today. This is up my church too, but praise the Lord. I was watching that one too because Bishop is my bishop. So I was watching, and this morning they were singing a song that none of y'all know because I know y'all too young. Y'all didn't grow up in church like me, but only 3% of y'all know it. But they were singing a song, I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know how God's going fix it, to fix it. But all I know is God's going to make a way for me. All, and then it goes on and says victory. It's an old song back in the day when they used to have choirs. I know it's antiquated. I know y'all know stuff like that. But what it's saying is, I don't know how. I don't know when. But I just believe. That's what we're trying to say is, uh, you don't have to know how your bills are going to be paid. You don't have to know how things are going to work out. You don't have to know when things are going to work out. But my question, my brothers and sisters, is do you believe that God can work it out? Do you believe that God can make a way out of no way? Do you believe he can work your situation out? Because God can do something about what you believe about. But if you don't believe, we got to first start with what you don't believe. That's why the centurion, the one guy in the scripture, it goes on and he says, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. When's the last time you asked the Lord, Lord, I believe, but Lord, there's some areas I don't believe. Help me in the areas that I don't believe you. Come on, for real. Seriously. Like God can do something about you telling the truth. So don't get caught up in when he says pray into, pray into the formula over the formality. It's not God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way. It's not uh, stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, thou who, it's not about all of those different things. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed would be thy name, thy kingdom come. It has nothing to do with your formality and your ritual, but it has everything to do with the recipe of faith. Like you can say all the right things, but do all the wrong stuff at the same time. 
It's not about you getting caught up in the formula because a lot of times we, people get intimidated when they ask, you know, a lot of times when people ask you to come pray publicly or pray over them or whatever, people get intimidated because they're like, I don't know what to say or whatever. What formula do you use? Like, what's your recipe? Like, all I want is your recipe. I don't want your formality. If you say, hey, girl, hey, then say, hey, God, hey, that's all I need. If he responds to you that way, I say, girl, I ain't never heard no prayer like that, but God did something by Tuesday. Can you do that again? And they text you, hey, God, hey. Whatever works for you. Just look at somebody and say, whatever works for you. I'm saying if getting up, if I, because hear me, uh, Pastor Guion, we some of us grew up in this legalistic religion where a lot of times they say, if you don't pray at 5 o'clock, God don't bless you. If you don't get up at 3 o'clock, if you don't do all these types of stuff, you can get up at 3 o'clock and your heart be far from it. It is not the time you pray, but it is the recipe that I pray in faith. It's not what time I pray. I know I've got to work and I'm praying in, in New Circle Road traffic and I'm praying when cars are backed up, but I'm praying so that I don't put up the bird at somebody. Let, don't, don't worry about when I pray. Just pray. Just praise God the fact that I do pray. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. That I'm trying to pray. Someone say, I'm trying to get there. Like, like I'm trying to get to a point that is not ritual, but it's relational. That's all he's saying. It's not ritual. It's not all this stuff, but it's relational. I pray in faith. He says, let him who prays, pray in faith. And so basically goes on. He's saying the prayer of faith will raise you up. Now it goes on. It gets a little bit deeper. I don't know how much volume y'all going to have after I say this next statement, but it's in the word. It's in the word. It ain't my word. It's his word. Here's the part. Y'all ready for it? Some of y'all haven't been healed because of this part right here. Don Therese, go ahead and secure the room. Like, go ahead and get the doors together. Security, you know, get packing. Here it goes. Confess your faults one to another. <laughs> Say it to this side of the room. Confess your sins to somebody else. You see how y'all just packed up your bitcoins and wanted to leave? <laughs> Confess your faults to one another. Now that sins, that faults, the Greek word for it means weaknesses. Confess your weaknesses one to another. <laughs> then it goes on and says, Deacon Sterling, I'm in the Bible. It's a Bible-believing church. Even, even though y'all are not always a Bible-responding church. <laughs> It goes on and says, I need you to confess to one another so that you will be healed. So you mean a part of my healing is connected to somebody else? <laughs> it's in the Is it in y'all's Bible? I don't know. We got new Bibles now. I mean, you got the Urban Bible. You know, there's so many different versions. Some of them been deleted. You know, Shady Room Bibles. You know, so many different versions out there. They, they get deleted sometimes. I don't know. But in my Bible, you know, this one, it says, confess your faults, your sins, your weaknesses to one another so that you may be healed. So if you're really going to pray into it, oh, don't leave here, Jericho. Don't go back to John Deere yet. This thing right here, if you're really going to pray into it, you got to pray into confession over suppression.
don't have me working hard over something you won't confess. Come here, Pastor Gill. Come on, one more time. What do you need prayer about? No, don't answer. Be like the people who, when they come for altar call, don't do nothing. What's going on with you? Lord, whatever it is. Are you depressed? You grieving? I see tears there. It might be, and I'm warm. Warm. You lose your job? Oh, it's something. It's getting hotter. I'm getting closer. You lonely? Oh, shoot. I think it's almost it. Father, strengthen my brother. He walks away. This is what happens. He walks away saying, Pastor Mario didn't even pray for me. You blame me. It's a little ringing. Cameron, he left. He, he couldn't handle it either. You blame me. You blame me over what you won't confess. So I'm supposed to be a magician. So we're supposed to work with you at the altar. Oh, oh, oh. What is it, Lord? What is it? Get crystal balls and everything. I see what I see. You know, all, we make it mystical because you won't say anything. So you want prayer, but you suppress the truth. How can you want help but suppress it when it's time to pray? It's like going to a doctor's office and the doctor says, where is it hurting? You figure it out. Doctor's got to feel all over you, and then you say, me too movement. No, he only felt because you wouldn't talk. He wasn't trying to grab him a handful of nothing. He wanted the truth, but you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Y'all get my children out of here. <laughs> so that's what he's saying. He says, confess your faults to one another. Confess, meaning Everybody needs somebody. If you're not going through, encourage someone who is going through. But if you are going through, get with somebody who's not going through so that you all can encourage each other. What it means is I get encouragement by encouraging you with what I came out of because it's a reminder to me, look at what God did. So I can pray for you to say trouble don't last always. That's what it does. Confess your faults to one another so that you may be healed. Then it goes on and says, then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. But it only avails much or it only works when you tell the truth. Are y'all ready for this? Prayer only works with truth. Let's say that together. Prayer only works with truth. Say it again. Prayer only works with truth. God does not bless lies. Like if you got something going on and something has happened with you, tell the truth. Now, hear this. Don't confess to everybody. 
Everybody cannot handle your truth. Say that for the people in the back. Everybody can't handle it. But get you somebody who can handle it so that you can be healed. That's the whole point of it. Like, get in a small group. Get with somebody. Serve, whatever. Get with somebody who can handle where you're at, where you're going through. He says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed, so that the effectual fervent prayer or the, fervent, the prayers might be effective. Meaning... Don't work. For all of you altar workers, y'all should be shouting me down. All of my cash app should be blowing over right now. I thank the Lord for it. Mario J. Rafford, dollar sign. Anyhow, so what I'm saying to many of you all is stop working the people at the altar. Stop coming up to the altar and you won't open your mouth. You want me to lay hands on silence. I'm not trying to offend you, but what I'm saying is, if you come up here, don't just use your feet, use your mouth. Like when you come up with your hands up, I thank you for your tears, but God doesn't just respond to tears, he does respond to your mouth. Like I know you're crying, the old people used to say that, the old people, I miss some of the old mothers, I do, that's why we got mothers in the church, because the older they get, the more mean they're going to get, and I love it, that's why we got mothers. Because Mama Joanne, I know you're still young right now. You got to still, about, you know, got yourself, you know, you're still out in these streets. But what I'm saying is, now I'm just playing, Mama. I'm just playing. But what I'm saying is, the older they get, they don't care nothing about hurting your feelings. And sometimes you need somebody to say, baby, stop crying. Tell me what's going on. We can cry after you tell me. But I need you to stop crying for a moment. Like people come to the altar, ah, ah. baby, I appreciate your tears. God loves them. I know you're emotional, but if you don't tell me what's going on, I'm going to go have a seat. I'm going to let you carry on because you are only putting on a show because the camera is looking at you. See, y'all not ready for this type of truth. Harold, I have seen more people roll around on the floor. I have seen more people, all that type of stuff. You are putting on a show and not telling the truth. I didn't come for a show. I came for a result. I came for deliverance. I came for healing. I came for a breakthrough. Your huckabuck does nothing for heaven. Nothing. Now you can get delivered and start shouting, but don't be bound and be crying. Like if you really want help, if you really want something, talk about it. Say something. Come up to the altar, which means, now hear this. Now let me correct this. You also have to make sure you go to a leader you can trust. Every leader, just because their name is pastor, doesn't mean they need to be praying for you. Every pastor is not anointed by God. Some of them downloaded an application from Google.com. Don't pray for me if you don't care for me. If you don't care for me, don't lay hands on me. Don't pray for me. Don't touch and agree with me. Matter of fact, don't pray for me if you don't even trust the pastor. If you're going to pray for me, you got to be in agreement with all of this type of stuff. Because if you don't, Bible says this, if you don't have an agreement, if you don't even agree with your household, then your prayers are not even getting outside of the house. Is that Bible? So how can you be great at praying for others, but your prayer ain't even going outside of your house? 
getting in front of people and cussing out your children. God don't bless us. Scripture says in James, bitter and sweet water should not come bitter. It should not cursing and blessing should not come out of the same mouth. All right, let me get y'all out of here. Let me get y'all out of here. Get y'all out of here. Sorry. Sorry if we didn't hoop today. I apologize. <laughs> no, I don't. So he ends here, and he goes on, and I'm in here. He says, Elijah was a human being like we were, or we are, and he prayed. And he prayed that it would not rain for a few days, for three, excuse me, for three years, and it did not rain. Then he prayed again, and it started raining. The last point is, if you're going to pray into something, you need to pray into divinity over humanity. I don't want you to miss that. What does that mean? Some of y'all, come here, Brandon, real quick. I'll call out a lot of people today. Come here, Brandon. Pastor Colbert is going to have a baby shortly. Well, you ain't having a baby, but your wife is having a baby. Praise the Lord. What I do to you oftentimes is I make you superhuman. So what I do is when you pray for me and God answers that prayer, all of a sudden, will you get up, get up there real quick? I make you higher than me because I think you have more access to God than I do. So I say, oh, Brother Brandon, he can really get a prayer through. He's a prayer warrior. So now I've made myself beneath him because we teach that Bible or we teach that positions or we teach that faith is represented in hierarchy. So because he's a pastor, that means he must have more anointing than me. <laughs> Y'all don't want to have the truth in here. So you think that the pastor has more power than you. So because he prayed and God answered, you pray into his humanity and forget about divinity. It's not the prayer of the man. It's the God over the man. It is not the man. It is not the woman. It is the God on top of the man or the God on top of the woman. Stop exalting the man and exalt God of the man. Thank you. That's why it says Elijah was a human being just like you, but he prayed. That was the only thing. He prayed and he believed what he prayed and it did not rain, which is to say your prayers have the power to shut up heaven or open up heaven. Did you hear what I said, Stephanie? Your prayers. I didn't say mine. I didn't say Pastor Brandon's or Pastor Gill. We have a whole pastoral staff and we have people who are prayer on our prayer team. Their prayers don't open up heaven. Yours do. Stop making me more powerful than you. If you're depressed, pray. If you're suicidal, pray. Sometimes you can't reach me. Pray, you can reach God. Do you hear me? Like when you're going through, you want to slap a hoe, excuse me, you want to slap somebody, pray to God. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Pray. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. 
Come on, musicians, play. We can't, you know, we got to close this club up. There's a lot of people who are constantly saying, and I, I grew up the same way. I'm, thank you, thank you, Justin. They needed it because we need some music. Just go ahead and give me that good sanctified altar call music so I can lower my voices. So sometimes, no, sometimes I have been there at that place in my life, Sister Green, where I felt like somebody else had more access than me. I'm not telling y'all anything that I, I did. I, I went through that moment where I felt like if you really need them right there. But the danger is in that is removing yourself out of the equation. God loves to hear you pray more than he loves to hear me. What that means is he knows his children's voice. He knows you. He made you. So he knows what you need. Now, when you bring me in the equation, all I'm doing is agreeing with you. I'm assisting you. What I mean is for those women of you, those of you in the room who have been pregnant, when you get to the, to, to, to the, um, the, the room, the labor and delivery room, all they're doing is assisting you in what you've been carrying. They didn't walk through your uncomfortable season of what, being able to fit the clothes you have to fit or the wobbling. Uh, Desiree, she's pregnant right now. She understands that. You know, you're wobbling and you can't fit and you're irritable and you got, you got, you, you want to eat crackers and cheese every single day and you don't even know why you all that type of stuff. By the time you get to the labor and delivery room, they're just agreeing with you. And you know what they say? Push. I see the head. Push. Don't give up now. And what they do is either your spouse or some friend or some significant other will hold your hand. And what will they say? You're doing good. Get you somebody in your life who will hold your hand and say you're doing good. And get you somebody else at the head that's going to help you push this thing and say keep pushing. Don't give up yet. Don't stop yet. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. I know what prayer can do. Get you some people around you who can help you pray into it. The reason I say that, the reason I taught that today, you're going to talk anyway. If you're going through something, you're going to talk about it. But you might as well talk to God about it. Like whatever you're going through, you're going to complain about it. But you might as well complain to the one who can fix it instead of the other people who just want sound bites. All right, I'm finished. Everybody standing to your feet all over the room. If that bless you. Can Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.